This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. Being an Eagles fan these days is awesome. The haters are so mad. They are mad that we're styling on them. Facts. Hearing them complain about the refs every week, it's just, it's getting exhausting, but it's kind of funny too. Like, because they're just so mad. The hate is real. We're not going to get rid of the haters until we win the Super Bowl. We got to win the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl or bust. And this team can do it. They have the best record in the league by two games. Come on, man. I know the games are close, but they're finding ways to win. No matter what, losing at halftime, winning at halftime, um, giving up a bunch of passing yards, not giving up a bunch of passing yards. They're winning every which way possible. Because I told you a long time ago to respect the bird. Easy money. It turns out I was right about the Eagles and Bills. Except for the part of the Eagles were going to lose. Like, I had, I pretty much had the Eagles losing this game from the time the schedule came out in mid-May to about the end of October. I was like, yeah, we're going to lose this game. It's not a good matchup. Josh Allen's a beast. Uh, they got a passing game that we don't have an answer for. Their offense is just too much. But I was like, we're going to make it close because we're in Philly and we got a really good team. And then I start watching the Bills, and I'm like, I've seen them have three, four turnover games. I see them barely beat the Giants. I see them lose to the Jets. I saw them lose to the Broncos. I was like, man, we're going to kill this team. So I was like, all right, they, they it's still a matchup problem, but we're going to kill this team. And then my original thoughts about the game came to fruition. I was like, it's the game of the year candidate, and it was. It went to overtime and everything. That game was everything I could ever imagine it would be. Both teams at their best were the Eagles in the second half. You, you saw the the best of the Eagles in the second half. Well, maybe not because we still gave up a million yards passing. <clears throat> but seriously, though, the Bills were at their best. Like, this is what it's supposed to look like when they're playing well. They pass for a lot of yards. Josh Allen using his legs. He isn't turning the ball over. He only had one turnover. We lost a turnover battle to the Bills. And I'm not, hell not. I didn't think that was possible after watching the Bills for weeks. But it happened. And both turnovers were in our own territory. That's crazy. But, you know, down 17-7 to at the half. Just like the Chiefs game. And just like the Commanders game, both Commanders game, and 4-0 in those games. No big deal at all. It actually almost happened in the Dolphins game, but I think we got a field goal and cut that to seven. Like, guys, 
Guys, y'all are hating, bro. Y'all need to stop hating. The Eagles are 10 and 1. Now, we win in Dallas. With a place that we haven't won since 17, y'all really got to shut it down. Like, there's nothing else you can say. Like, you can't say nothing until we lose in the playoffs, which isn't going to happen because this is the Eagles' year. Even though they took a half a step back defensively. I say they took a step back defensively, but it's still their year. They still want to find a way to win to win the bowl. Period. I have to give props to Josh Allen. He was amazing. 400 total yards from Josh Allen. Every time it looked like we were going to have him sacked, he would escape and pick up a first down. Like it, it was mind blowing. Like I could not. I couldn't take it. It it was getting on my nerves. It's kind of just like Patrick Mahomes. <clears throat> Same type of quarterback. Even though, you know, he don't have the success of Mahomes, but he does some of the same things with the cannon of an arm, the improvising, the using his legs. Like, he does that. It was annoying. But I got to I got to give dude credit. He was really good that game. Um, Gabe Davis woke up. Of course he did. Against our secondary, of course he did. Of course I picked him in uh, DFS, like, of course, because he is just, he's cooking. I'm not going to lie. Dude's like that. Well, at least against the Eagles he was. But I picked him so many times in, in DFS or – how many times have he let me down in DFS? A bunch of times. But he didn't this week. He killed it. But, of course, it's against our secondary. And, I mean, come on. You should have known it was going to be a long year for our secondary. When we gave up th- over 300 yards to Mac Jones. Hell no. Come on, man. I still can't believe we allowed that to happen. And we made Sam Howell look like the second coming of, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers mixed with Drew Brees. Damn! I can't believe it. Yet at the end of the day, we're 10-1, and number one in the NFL, and still had the number one rushing defense. I think that's key. That shouldn't be overlooked. It There's been some chinks in the armor lately, but still they have the number one rushing defense. So, that being said, it's tougher to keep our offense off the field. And that's how, you know, keep giving us chances to come back. Because Jalen Hurts is him. And you can't really stop him. He can only stop himself. See the Jets game. Now, come on, man. Y'all got to stop with the excuses. Every week. It's something about the refs, man. Every week. You know, maybe some hold doesn't get called and, you know, the Eagles are still losing or the the other team scores right after the egregious penalty. This happens every week, bro. Or, like, the Eagles, like, y- y'all mad about the horse collar thing. This week is the horse collar thing. First of all, it was, it kind of was a horse collar. 
And then what's the name that called for uh, intentional grounding on that play? Honestly, it wasn't. Y'all probably going to roast me for this. It wasn't obvious. He wasn't like he didn't. He wasn't tackling him like when he was grabbing the inside of his shoulder pads and ripping it. He wasn't throwing him down like as a referee, like. I've had horse collars called back because I called it and the the ball carrier was still like running forward and stuff. Or I've had I've seen other people had their horse collars called back because it just wasn't you know, it wasn't egregious enough. It didn't a hundred percent fit the criteria of a horse collar. It was a nothing burger. It was close, but it was it wasn't as cut and dry as y'all think. Y'all gotta watch that play over again. Y'all always complaining about holds. Like the Eagles don't get held too. I mean, we got the number one rushing defense. So of course half of these long runs and touchdowns got holds. Of course. Because y'all can't really stop us. Like, y'all gotta stop, man. Y'all really got to knock it off. Because at the end of the day, I could I could counter any type of ref complaint you have. We can look at all 22 and see a either a ticky-tack call or a no call that went in favor of your team. And it didn't matter at the end of the day. It all evened out at the end. And besides, some of y'all are lucky to even be in these games. Because we keep turning the ball over. So some of y'all lucky to even be in these games. Y'all gotta stop. Y'all gotta stop crying. I definitely don't want to hear nothing about the Cowboys. I, I don't want to hear nothing from them. You lost. And you probably had the best chance in this little winning streak we're on. You had the best chance to beat us. You were at the five with less than 30 seconds ago. The excuses are out the window. Your team isn't all that great. Yeah, you're punishing common opponents like the Jets, the Patriots. The Well, we haven't played the Giants yet, but the Commanders, you blew all them out, and we struggled with them. Big deal. You lost to us. You lost to the 49ers. You lost to the Cardinals. Like, come on, man. Just, just cut it out. I'm tired of your excuses. I'm tired of talking about the schedule. You just better be ready to play. I guess next week now is going to be about two weeks from now. You better be ready to play when we come to Dallas Sunday night football. You better be ready to play. If you lose, just don't even say nothing the rest of the season. I know. I know. If we don't win this Super Bowl, y'all y'all are going to be back up again. And y'all are going to talk about rings, even though you haven't won a ring since 1995. I don't want to go there again. I don't want to go there again. I, I, I say it all the time. But seriously, just stop. Your team isn't all that great. You can't stat pad against bad teams forever. Or against bad teams that are good matchups for you. Because when it comes to January, you ain't going to see any of them teams. I'm keeping it real. Man, tired of them, bro. Tired of this team, bro. I can't wait till we get rid of them once and for all, bro, because I'm sick of them. But when it comes to the Burt, 
Jalen Hurts is him. A.J. Brown kind of fell back, but Devontae Smith has stepped up. We haven't had Dallas Goddard. We haven't either. I don't know why Swift didn't really get the ball in the first half. I don't know what, what happened there. I don't know if he had a bad week of practice. I don't know if they wanted to experiment with. I mean, Boston Scott did okay. Um, Gainwell, the non-existent. Like, I don't, I don't understand what was going on with that. But, of course, as soon as we get the ball to Swift, he started cooking. Like, I don't understand why we keep him away from the game. Like, I, I don't know. But, anyway, it was a great game. Uh, oh, I got to talk about that that play that could have ended it. Uh, Josh Allen, um, we bring an all-out blitz. I noticed that. Both defenses, and kind of in field goal range, once, you know, both offenses got past the 40, both defensive coordinators got aggressive, and they started sending blitzes. And I guess we decided to send out an all-out blitz, cover zero. And props to Josh Allen. He stood in there, and and, and props to the offensive line. He had a clean pocket. He stood in there. He threw that ball, and I thought the game was over. He had a step on um, Darius Slay because once he got even with Darius Slay, he did the little basketball type of change of speed, and he left him in the dirt. But the problem is he went to the corner and Josh Allen threw it like it was a um, a seam. Terrible. The right read, well, kind of the right idea, but bad execution. You're going to say we got lucky with that too, huh? And also, you fell for the okie doke. When we spread y'all out, you know QB sneak is coming. Just it's the same concept of when we bunch everybody in and look like we're taking the knee, we're doing the brotherly chuff. But that doesn't mean you can stop it. <laughs> we killed y'all. Oh, and uh, Jason Kelsey with the two false starts, very uncharacteristic. But it just shows how human he is. Like it just shows you that even Hall of Famers and All Stars can make mistakes in the biggest moments. These guys are human. It's just like when I saw Damian Lillard like a week or two ago miss a dunk in crunch time. Like human, he's human, he's going to mess up. Or LeBron, LeBron, I think LeBron had like a turnover or air ball in the clutch. I it, it happens. I'm just glad Jake Elliott, Jake the Snake hit the field goal. And he's just been amazing. Every time we needed a big kick from him, he just delivered. Ever since 2016, ever since we got him. And we didn't even draft him. Like, we picked him up off of free agency when he was a rookie. I guess he was an undrafted rookie. Off of free agency in 2016. And I think, like, three or four games later, he hit that kick against the Giants. Like, this guy has been the realest, and now it's talked that he might be the greatest kicker in Eagles history. I mean, he might be. I mean, he got the Super Bowl and everything. Uh, we'll see, man. We got the 49ers coming up. That's going to be a tough game. They're a very well-balanced team. Like, they don't don't have too many weaknesses. But then again, I mean, I don't see how we can't beat them. Like, we got the tools to beat them, though. We can run the ball. No one's really running the ball on them. Um, they had trouble against good passing offense. We can be that sometimes. 
Uh, we definitely got the weapons on the outside to challenge their uh, their secondary. They've had problems with good passing offenses. We got a good but not great passing offense. Um, Defensively, I mean, if we can get to Brock Purdy, we could disrupt their offense. And we got the number one rushing defense. I'm not too worried about Tr- Christian McCaffrey as a runner. I'm worried about him in the passing game against our linebackers and our safeties. Our safeties covering, they've been uh they've been up and down. So I don't like that matchup. But the bird is the word. And once again, the streak is going to keep going and they're once again going to find a way to win by one score. I got them winning by 3. Um we're 2 point underdogs at home. Did anyone notice that? Oh, oh boy. Y'all going y'all going to see. I hope we blow them out for real, for real. Then they can't say nothing. But it's going to be a tough game. This is a really well-coached team, and they got the added motivation of last year. This is going to be a tough game. Um, if we lose, we lose. They're going to talk. But at the end of the day, we're going to be in the bowl. They're going to be at home. I, I, I put that on everything. I'm just saying. Fly, Eagles, fly. You're not messing with. Now, back to Thanksgiving. Remember, I did the Thanksgiving show, and I was like, "The I was doing it while the Lions and Packers were happening, and the Lions were losing. They pretty much was losing from the beginning, from the start. They had tied it up 7-7, but they never took the lead after that. So they were playing from behind pretty much most of the game. They start off, couldn't cover the Packers receivers, I, I couldn't believe it. They ended up losing that game, even though I said they would come back and win. They didn't. And then I said the Commanders would win. And looking at that game, they were in it. They just could never they just could never get it in the end zone. And they had a bunch of stalled drives. Um, And some of them didn't reach midfield. Once the Cowboys finally opened up their offense in the fourth quarter, it was over. It was a route because it was a 10-point game for like three quarters. And then the Cowboys just ran away with it. They just, I mean, come on. Come on now. Turpin catching a deep touch now. Come on now. That's ridiculous. Brandon Cooks caught one. Man, they playing around. They jumping into Salvation Army kettle. They eating turkey legs in the end zone. Come on, man. You got to put up a better fight than that. I mean, come on. Like I said on Instagram, it got so bad, I had to put on table tennis. <laughs> Commanders, a.k.a. the Washington sitcom, was looking terrible. And I was rooting for them. Like I do every time they play the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Most of the time they lose. Sometimes they win. RG3 won. And, um... A one in twenty twenty, with who freak was the quarterback then? Was it Heineke? I don't even know. But was it Alex Smith? I don't know, man. But they won in twenty twenty. I remember that because because they made the playoffs and they act like they was gonna beat Tom Brady, but they they never were. Like they just they was just playing with them. I'm just saying. But anyway, man, uh, that game was a bust. 
Uh, Seattle and 49ers, I end up being right about. I knew Seattle had no chance. I knew the 49ers was just superior in every way. And from the very beginning, they just punched them in the mouth. It took Seattle's offense like a whole half to get going. And, of course, they fell behind because when you play a team that good, it just, just, just can't happen. Now, once again, because of our struggling pass defense, the bird might struggle with the Seattle Seahawks, but is their pass offense really that good? I think it took a step back. I think we can get to Geno Smith because I didn't see teams get to him all season. But I'll get to that game when the time comes. For now, we got the 49ers, then the Cowboys. We got to take care of these two. And then um, we're going to be on Seattle's behind. And hopefully by then, and the way things are going, we have a chance to be 13-1. And we won't even got won't even got play starters against the Giants. <laughs> I think we should so we can lock up number one seed. But seriously, though, like, we could really coast this thing if, if things keep going the way they're going. And I love it. Um, <laughs> but I was one and two on Thanksgiving games. I mean, I kind of picked the Commanders game emotionally and based off history of not liking the Cowboys and kind of wanting them to lose, knowing that it was a bad matchup for the Commanders. Um, I still picked them. I should have seen the Green Bay thing coming because the Lions didn't play well against the Bears and almost lost to them. So I should have seen that coming even on Thanksgiving. But once again, I was like, you know what? The Lions been the better team all season, and they're at home, and it's Thanksgiving. I guess it didn't matter. The Packers beat them. So, yeah, that's that. So, I don't know. NFL is interesting. Thanksgiving was cool. Kind of mad the commanders fell on their faces, but it was kind of funny, too. (laughs) Like, them guys was just... Why even count on these guys? I mean, I got too many years of evidence of them falling on their face in big moments. All right, real quick. Uh, the Wizards. The Wizards finally ended their losing streak. There's only one problem. They ended, they ended it against a team that's playing worse than they are. The Pistons. Come on, man. Terrible. Just terrible. But hey, at least they won. I gotta take. I gotta take something. You know, I gotta. I gotta live with something. You know what I'm saying? Because they they were on a nine game winning streak. The crazy part about this game is the Wizards were on a nine game losing streak, and the Pistons were on a fourteen game winning streak. Like. That's just ineptitude and cross the board. I knew the Pistons losing streak was bad, but I didn't know it was that bad. Like, wow. I'm kind of shocked because they they got a young, talented team. So I was like, you know, I didn't think they'd struggle this bad. And everyone's healthy. I, I think everyone's healthy. Well, most of the impact players are healthy. Like, Kay Cunningham is healthy. Jalen Duren is healthy. Jaden Ivey is healthy. Maybe these guys, Killian Hayes coming off the bench, is healthy. I don't know what's going on over there. 
with Monty Williams as the coach. I don't know what's going on over there, but man, I was watching a little bit of the game last night. They were getting us at first because they were kind of bodying us inside, um, getting rebounds and putbacks and points in the paint. They started off like 14 points in the paint. Once we shut that down, they had absolutely no perimeter shooting. So that's when we kind of got in our rhythm on offense, and then we, we just ran them off the floor. Like, I guess we're the better team. It's a shame that it, it took us playing the Pistons to get out of our losing streak. Got absolutely destroyed by the Hawks. Like I said, love Ice Trey, love Trey Young, but dang. <laughs> I mean, we competed well against Milwaukee. Maybe we just match up well with them. But we lost both games. So, unlike the Wizards, at least they did guard something. They finally played defense. Even though it was against Pistons, they finally played some sort of defense and kept the team under 100. Like, I, you know what? I, I got I to gotta give them props. Even though it was against the Pistons, the worst team in the league. I You can make an argument that we're the second worst team in the league. But they took care of business. I can't be too mad because it could be worse. Could be could have lost. And I could be making fun of them right now. But they handled business. And now it's on to the next one. I got to get myself to a game because as of now, I won't be at a game till they go to Cleveland, I think, on January 5th, I believe. So... Yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's either the 5th or the 6th. They're going to uh, Cleveland, and I should be there for that. But other than that, I, I don't plan to go to a game. I mean, financial problems, and they just suck. <laughs> I got other stuff I could be doing. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. But for now, they trash. And you know that. But maybe their win against the Pistons can... You know, build some momentum. Shout out to Kuzma, 32-12. and 12. Yeah, I love it. But um, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Jordan Poole, he had two shots in the game that were just... He got cut off on a drive and tried to take a, a short baseline jumper off the backboard. No good. Then, I think he pushed off on... Kay Cunningham, but he stepped back. Most people just takes a short jumper right there. Gather himself, take a short jumper. This guy does some sort of floater, and it got packed by Azar Thompson. Damn! This guy is funny, man. This guy is funny and hasn't really lived up to expectations, but hey, there's still time. There's still time. But it's clear that Kuzma is the guy. And I'll just have to live with that. Especially if they turn it around and Kuzma ends up being the guy. I don't think we can turn it around unless, A, we start playing better defense. And, B, Poole starts scoring over 20 points a game. I'm, I'm just keeping it real. Anyway, the Caps. The Caps usually cap. Well, they've been capped lately. How you lose 5-0 to the Edmonton Oilers? Come on, man. Man, I know they talented. I know Drizetto, Drizetti, I think the same. That's his name. 
And of course, the great Connor McDavid. I know they're really talented. And I, I think McDavid had two assists and Trizetti had two goals. Yeah, they're talented, but come on, 5-0? Got cooked. He got cooked. And then they turn around and lose to the San Jose Sharks, making it the first time that the Caps have lost back-to-back games in regulation this season. Kind of a surprise the way the last, like, two years have been going. But, you know, they hit a bit of a lull. Uh, Maybe it's a little, I I told you, I told you the cap cycle, the midseason slump, maybe it's starting now. I ain't trying to see all that. I'm not trying to go through that. You know, I, I get too emotionally invested in that. You know, it just creates more problems. So hopefully I don't because, man, I ain't trying to deal with that. <laughs> like, just just pick it up, guys. Like, you're loafing. That's all, all I'm going to say about that. Uh, Let's get to some college football. The Sooners. Well, not the Sooners yet. Um... So, shout out to Washington. They're still undefeated. Shout out to Florida State. They're still undefeated. But I don't think either of them is going to win their conference championship game. Like, Washington has too many chinks in their armors, in their armor, um, and a suspect defense, for sure. And Florida State lost Jordan Travis for the year. That was their Heisman candidate. I, I don't see how Florida State beats Louisville. Or Washington has an even tougher matchup against Oregon. Oregon's a nine-point favorite. So I'm like, yo, I think both are going to lose. But now, do you put Oregon in the playoffs? The playoffs getting interesting now. Um, playoffs getting real interesting. Who do you put in there? Um, Texas, one loss. Ohio State, one loss. Alabama, one loss if they beat Georgia. Georgia will have one loss if they lose to Alabama. I, will will Washington and Florida State stay undefeated? If Washington and Florida State stay undefeated, even though they are have shown weakness, you got to put them in. You, you got to put them in. I don't see Michigan losing to Iowa at all. I the only way they lose to Iowa is if they turn the ball over like crazy and Iowa finds some sort of offense. Other than that, Iowa's going to get killed again. So, like like it always happens in the Big Ten Championship. Did, wasn't this the Big Ten Championship last year and they got boat race last year? Like, I ain't trying to see that, bro. That, that's going to be an abomination. That's going to be nonsense i ain't watching that i ain't watching the big 12 title either but i'm gonna get to that very very soon i'm gonna get to that very very soon um i gotta talk about michigan ohio state i watched it i didn't think i'd watch it but you know car troubles and everything had me parked at the house so i did watch it and um michigan was this is what i was afraid of with Ohio State, this is what I thought would be their undoing is Michigan was Cal McCord ain't nowhere near as good as Stroud and um, Fields. So I'm like, he going to struggle with that defense. And he did. He did the entire first half. But I think towards the end of it, he started to find his rhythm and he went on a very good drive. 
And I think once Kyle McCord settled in, he started finding them guys on the outside, and they started moving the ball kind of with ease. But at the end of the day, Michigan hung in there. They were able to run the ball and play action and all that. But actually what won them the game at the end, when they were up, I think, one, right? Maybe even two. It wasn't by much. I think they were up one. Ohio State had the ball. When Ohio State was in this situation against Notre Dame, Kyle McCord drove down the field and scored. But I could tell from the very beginning it was going to be hard because that pass rush, I don't know what happened, but they woke up and they were all over Kyle McCord. And they were just turning up the heat. And then the secondary was just swarming on everything. Like, he got that big pass to Marvin Harrison Jr. Because, of course, he did. Marvin Harrison Jr. is just him. But after that, I think it was a tip pass. And then after that, he got hit and he threw that pick at the end. And I'm like, man, this is this team is something, boy. This is a very well-rounded team. Kind of reminds me of the 49ers, and which is ironic because Harbaugh was the 49ers coach a few years ago. Yeah, that's ironic. But kind of remind me of the 49ers in a sense. What a game that was, man. It lived up to the hype. It lived up to the hype. And Kyle McCord definitely showed up when he had to. Well, until the end. I mean, I can't really blame him. It's just the offensive line got cooked. Fell apart. But congrats to Michigan. Undefeated. I picked them to win. I just figured they would. I think that was more so a I like Michigan more than Ohio State thing because I didn't know where to go with that. But I see why they won. They should blow out Iowa. They should be the number one seed in the playoffs. Now, will they win? Will it be their year? I don't know. If they win the title, (laughs) everyone's going to bring up the cheating thing, which I still don't really know if they actually cheated or not. Uh, evidence said they did. I, I'm not going to go into it. Cause it's just it's just too much that I, I got to research. But I, from the looks of it, it looked like they did cheat. But they're not cheating now. And they're cooking. And it could be their year. The dark cloud is always going to hang over them. But without Harbaugh to win all these games, including the Ohio State game, you got to love it. You got to love it. And now he's back? Woo! It's going to be a shot in the arm for the team. Man, Iowa has no chance. Uh, the only way Michigan lose to Iowa, they got to beat themselves. Let's just be real. For real. Anyway, um, now let's get to the Sooners. We blew out TCU. I don't know what's up with this defense, but the last month or so, this defense has just been terrible. Because I- I'm going to give you all some stats real quick. I think overall, the Oklahoma Sooners' defensive numbers aren't awful. So I guess they were doing all right the first half of the season. But the second half of the season, I don't know what they were doing. Like, you gave up 400 total yards versus Oklahoma State and Kansas, our two losses. Your offense had three turnovers in both games. Lost turnover battle in both games. Gave up 100 and 76 rushing yards versus West Virginia, and we blew them out. That's crazy. 
gave up 217 rushing yards to BYU, including 182 by some kid named Aiden Robbins. What? Just trash. Just trash. Should I keep going? Yeah, I'm going to keep going. Gave up 520 total yards versus TCU. That was a classic modern, the oxymoron with that. It was a classic modern Oklahoma Sooners game. Score a lot of points, give up a lot of points, give up a lot of yards. He gave up 150 yards to Monty Bailey Jr. The dreads, the running style, the energy, the burst. It reminds me of Isaiah Pacheco. So I was naming him Isaiah Pacheco Jr. He gave up 150 yards to Isaiah Pacheco Jr. Hell no. Terrible, man. I can't believe how many points they gave up. These guys were up. Oh, my God. I think it was 41-13 at one point. They let them cut it to a two-score game. Just no tackling, people running open in our zones. I'm like, this defense has been a tragedy lately. And the reason why we're not going to Arlington, the number one reason why we ain't going to Arlington, of course, the turnovers too, like the turnovers is dumb. Now, the BYU game, I forgot to talk about it last uh, show. Do we win that game without the Billy Bowman pick six? I mean, that was the play of the year. Like, he reads the button hook, he jumps it, and he goes all the way for the touchdown. But do we win the game without that? I mean, I don't know. Like, it it was a pretty important play. And if we would have made it to the Big 12 title game, that would have been the play that would have – we would say, oh, that that definitely got us there. The defense show up when they have to. Now I don't know what happened against Oklahoma fake or freaking um Kansas. They gave up way too many rushing yards and had way too many turnovers against both of those teams. But, man, it's a shame that Oklahoma State's going to the Big 12 title. And you know what, man? I can't be too mad at them. I could say – how terrible they are, all I want. At the end of the day, they took care of business against us at home, even though it was controversial, and we gave it away. They took care of business when they had to take care of business. And I guess um, the cherry on top for them is, yeah, they struggled against BYU. They were down 24-7. to Allen Bowman was terrible. Despite all that, they came back. I can't believe this game went to overtime. That that pissed me off. Because BYU offense did absolutely nothing in the second half. They did good enough to send it to overtime in that last drive. But other than that, they did absolutely nothing in the second half. Not only did they come back and win, but they kept us out of the title game because they won their game against us. So now... If they beat Texas, that's their triple crown. Come on, man. Think about it. They beat us in the last Bedlam game. I The way conference realignment going, we're, we're going to see them again. Trust me. We'll be in the same conference again eventually. The way conference realignment's going. But possibly won the last Bedlam game ever. Then you fake like you were going to lose the spot to the Big 12 title, you win it, you keep us out, and now 
you got Oklahoma fans saying you're going to get killed. You're going to get destroyed. You don't belong there. Then if you mess around and win, now you got a Big 12 title. Now you got a Big 12 title. That's three. That's the triple crown. A Bedlam win, keeping OU out, and then winning the Big 12 title. I mean, what can I really say? What can I really say after that? If they win this damn game, what can I say? But at the end of the day, it, this is a lose-lose situation. These are our two biggest rivals in the Big 12 title because we didn't take care of business. And Texas somehow escaped Houston and fucking um, Kansas State. Because they escaped them, we got a Texas versus Oklahoma State title game. And see if Oklahoma State wins, they get their triple crown and they're gonna be insufferable. Oh, and you know, they, they can't say anything about us being butthurt and crying when we went to the SEC, they ended our relationship and we don't do Bedlam anymore. I mean, come on, it's a joke. We're playing Maine next year. What? When we should be playing Bedlam. Y'all saw. And this series should still be happening. But y'all want to take y'all last win and run. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I can't sit here and say that I'm going to root for Texas because they're in the SEC with us. And Oklahoma State don't shouldn't be there and they're annoying. Yeah, I could say that. That's an easy way to root for Texas. But I can't root for Texas. They're our rivals. I can't stand them. They're going to be just as insufferable if they win and make the playoffs. I can't have Texas in the playoffs. So you know what? This is a lose-lose, but it's also a win-win. If Oklahoma State lose, we they don't get their triple crown. They don't have to take two out of the three. If Texas, if Texas loses, they choke and they don't make the playoffs. I I would absolutely love that too. So the lose-lose is actually a win-win because someone is going to like, someone is going to fall off because of this. And Oklahoma State's going to have less wins than us, and I think they don't get to go to a New Year's Six. So I'm, I would I would take that. It's like, yeah, you won the game against us controversially, but you ain't really amount to anything. So I can shrug my shoulders and be like, hey, stop being punks and play us again in, in Bedlam. But y'all ain't going to do that. Soft. But it is what it is. Now, the last thing I want to do here. Oh, and um, I don't even know who I want to play in a bowl game. I hope it's USC so we can see Caleb and Lincoln Riley again. Uh, Don't get to see the Grinch. Mm, man, I was looking forward to tearing that defense up. <laughs> I mean... It's still the same player, so we still might. But um, I would love to play them. Uh, if we don't, that's okay. Uh, I'm cool with playing Alabama in a preview of next season. Um, some of the schedules came out. Our schedule's out, but it's just when do we play everybody? It looks like we play Alabama literally this time next year, uh, November 23rd, in Oklahoma. So we played them in a bowl game. That'll be a preview of what's to come next year. 
So I would love to see that. I don't even I haven't even looked at bowl projections. I will by next show. By next show, I'm gonna look at it. Maybe by next show, we'll even know who we're playing in the bowl game. Judging by the timeline of my show, I'll know who we're playing in the bowl game. So I'll just talk about that when we get to it. But I don't really care at this point. We didn't win the Big 12 title. We're not going to the playoffs. Like, it doesn't even doesn't even matter, bro. It really doesn't. I'm serious. Anyway, um, now let me respond to Avery Freeman. So Gavin Freeman, shout out to him. I pretty much, with the rest of Sooner Nation, lost my patience with him when he fumbled the ball in our territory up 7 nothing. Kind of pissed about that. But even then, I was kind of, I kind of backed off a little bit because I was like, you know what, I'm gonna let him cook. Like he, he, he's made plenty of good plays for us. I'm gonna let him cook. People were killing him on Sooner Twitter, killing him. He's a, listen. He a lot of people saying he don't belong in the field. He need to be benched. He sucks. Uh, nothing true. Nothing crazy disrespectful. Uh, maybe if I look deep enough, I'll see something crazy disrespectful. But the most disrespectful thing I've seen was he don't belong on the team. <laughs> that was the most disrespectful thing I saw. And um, Beamer Boomer, I think that's his name, or I'm Der Batman, or whatever his name is on there. He he got the uh Frank Beamer, he got the Frank Beamer head with the laser eyes. He said something about benching Gavin Freeman. And I responded, I finally broke. And I was like, yeah, it's time. And I get a response like an hour or two later from Avery Freeman. I was like, who the heck is that? I was like, this got to be mom, sister or something. She says... I mean, this happens every now and then. The family either, you know, usually is positive. Like, I respond positively to one of the players, and then one of the parents or brother's sister will come out and in support. But this time it was negative, and girls like, it's time for you to get a job and a life. Ladies and gentlemen, I must admit, man, I got cooked. He got cooked. I ain't gonna lie, I'm getting cooked. <laughs> <laughs> she cooked my bum ass, man. She did. <laughs> she's not. Hey, low key, without even knowing me, she's not wrong, though. I spend too much time on Twitter. I don't have my ish together. I'm in the financial crisis. I'm in one of the low points of my life because I've been lazy. I've had car problems and I, I just can't get out of my own way. And I'm and yet I'm always on Twitter. She got me. She cooked me. She she really did. <laughs> but what where is that energy for some of the rest of OU Twitter that said worse things? And you know what? The reason why I'm responding to it, because I didn't think it would bother me as much as it did, but it did. Because I'm not used to 
anyone going at me like that. And I didn't even say anything that bad. I was just agreeing with what's the name. And most of Sooner Twitter, like, the, like what happened with Gavin on that play? Like, you should have let that one go. I don't even know why you tried to catch that. He was on the ground and everything. Like, I don't even know why you tried to catch that. You should have just let that go. And they end up getting the ball, and they punch it in the score. Like, we weren't, a lot of us weren't even being that disrespectful. We were just keeping it real. Like, we're Oklahoma Sooner fans. We want our team to win. That's the thing about Oklahoma Sooner fans. That's the thing about playing for Oklahoma Sooners. Like, the coaches are going to be tough. The competition is tough. The fans are the toughest. Like, they are hardcore. Like, if you can survive the crazy fan base, boy, you can, you can, you got the toughest skin. Because these guys are tough. You think them coaches are tough? Because I was a walk-on, right? For like three seconds. Oh, that's another thing. Your brother and your dad got over me. They actually survived and thrived somewhat playing for OU football. Her dad, their dad, uh... You know, Avery Freeman, if you don't know, is Gavin's sister, uh, younger sister. Um, their dad was a tight end for the Sooners. Uh, he played for uh, John Blake and Howard Schellenberger, literally the worst OU teams in the modern era. Like, literally some of the worst OU teams ever. But, nevertheless, her dad played four years for Oklahoma, and Gavin Freeman's played for us like two or three years. They made it. Compared to me, I only lasted there three weeks. Damn! So they got that over me. They they do. So yeah, yeah, she cooked me. She won this round. But at the end of the day, you can't really. She responded to literally every comment on that guy's thread. I'm like, but it's not that serious. Yeah, we were mad, but I know you're trying to defend your brother. I know you love your brother. But we got a right to criticize. We got a right to be mad when he messes up and causes the other team to score a touchdown. I mean, we have a right to be upset. We're fans. We love our team. And it's and and, and we've been and Oklahoma Sooner fans been like this long before either of them put on the uniform. I'm talking about Dad and Gavin. So I'm just saying, man, she was just doing too much. But I understand she's trying to defend her brother. And Avery Freeman herself is a volleyball player for Oklahoma City University. Um, If you're in the Oklahoma area, go watch her play. Hopefully she's good because she talk a lot. (laughs) Hopefully she's good. You know what? I want to challenge you. I want you to get so good that you can help our struggling volleyball team at the University of Oklahoma come play on the same campus as your brother. That's what I want. I would love that. But anyway, I guess props to you for defending your brother. I didn't think it was necessary. I didn't even say anything that crazy. But you got me. You cooked me. I hope you feel better. You know what I'm saying? I hope you feel good doing that. And... If he messes up in the bowl game, the same thing's going to happen. I'm probably not going to say anything. But the same thing's going to happen. The Oklahoma fans going to be mad. Like, they're going to be mad. Um, 
But they kept him in the game after the fumble, so obviously they trust him. And I'm cool with that. He, I think he's earned that. He's made enough plays. He's done well enough for us where he can stay on the field after a mistake like that. And also, he's gotten better every year if you look at his stats. He's gotten more playing time every year. So this ain't the end of Gavin Freeman. But don't, don't really don't get all that mad when we say something bad. I'm just saying. But now I got to I got to make light of this whole situation because that's the whole reason why I even decide to address this, because this was a great excuse to bring back the hypothetical game of the episode. And this is a basketball game between the Freeman family versus the Pew family. I did this with against the Agumake family, and that was that was fun. That was fun, you know, four basketball playing women against me, my dad, my sister, and my brother. That was fun. Uh, of course, Pew family won, and the setting was in New Bern. And this time, we're bringing it back to New Bern. And this time, uh, listen, you got the dad who played for the Sooners. He was a tight end. You got Gavin, who's a receiver now. You got the little sister who plays volleyball. I don't know what mom does. I don't know mom's history. I don't know. But I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. And everyone's at their athletic peak, including her. So if there was one. Boom, she's a factor. So I was like, uh, I don't know. This might not be fair. So made this five on five and gave them Drake Stoops. And then I added my cousin Deja, who was a track star for University of Washington, the University of Kentucky. So I added those two into the mix and we're going to play five on five. To 21. And of course, man to man, man to man from the start, uh, me guarding Gavin, my little brother on Drake, uh, my cousin on Avery, my sister on Don, the mom, and our dads are guarding each other. So, game goes to 21, ones and twos. So, our dads tip off. My dad was a triple jumper in college. D1. So, so of course, he's at his athletic peak. Probably unreal. So, he nearly wins a tip. He gets it to me. I see my little brother cutting, and I bounce past it to him for a layup. 1-0. Both teams then trade baskets. Uh, Don scored, and then my dad scored. So, 2-1. So, then my dad gets the rebound. Off of Drake Miss. Passes it to Austin, my brother. He in and out crosses Drake. Gets past him. Hesitates. Blows past Avery. Making her fall. Then scores an uncontested layup. Me and Austin go crazy in response. It is 3-1 Pew family. Then it's Jason Freeman. Posts up. Drop step into a dunk. See, he's the tallest person. And I think he's the tallest person on the court. It seems like it. He's he was uh six three, six four. Uh no one on our team is taller than six one. So 
and no one else on their team is taller than six one. So there you go. Uh, Gavin, Gavin, and Avery are both five eight. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Jason Freeman dunk three two Pew family. So then I hit a two pointer. Then Austin intercepts a pass, starts a fast break, then kicks it out to me for another two pointer in transition. It is seven two, just like that. Pew family. Freeman family takes a quick timeout. And then right out the timeout, Jason Freeman hits a hook shot. Then he blocks a shot, then dunks on the other end. He's kind of dominating. <laughs> Seven four, Pew family. Then my sister hits a wide open shot off the glass. Eight four. So then the Freeman, the Freeman family score five straight with Drake scoring two and Gavin scoring three. Uh, nine eight, Freeman family. So then Drake loses the ball. I sprint down the court. I throw an alley-oop off the glass to my dad for the slam. Me and Austin go crazy and lose our minds again. It is 9-9. So then Avery pump fake Deja and goes to the rim for the layup. Deja responds by catching a bounce pass from me on a back cut to the baseline for a layup. 10-10. This is a good game. It's a good game, but the Freemans open up the scoring and take control with six straight. Uh, Don scored once. Jason scored twice. Drake's Drake for two. And Gavin had a layup. But then, looks like we're going to finally cut into the lead. And Drake strips the ball from Kavon, who got weak handles, gets past me and Austin, my brother. A no-look pass to Jason for the Tomahawk. Their whole team celebrates. Big time slam dunk. It is 7-10 Freemans. Then I started double-teaming Jason. Then we started double-teaming Jason. My dad scored twice. I scored two tough layups with some Euro steps and, of course, you know, driving through double teams. Uh Oh, quick quick tangent now i never played any type of college ball but at my athletic peak we're gonna say somewhere in between 2018 2020 i was training for marathons doing half marathons playing basketball and i could do insanity if i wanted to did the workout dvd so i was in pretty good shape i had a bad diet but i was in really good shape and i was i was killing it in basketball so, yeah. So, yeah, nothing to sneeze at. I may not have been a D1 athlete type, but uh, I was in shape now. Anyway, back to the game. So, okay, then Deja with the jump shot, and then I hit another two-pointer, and it's 17-17, just like that. We caught up. So then Avery with the pull-up jumper, 18-17. Then Austin with the step-back elbow jumper. 18-18. So then Drake tries to do a step back of his own. He misses. Jason rebounds. He misses the putback. Gets the rebound again. Dad blocks his next shot attempt. Gets it out to Gavin who misses. Then he tips out to Drake who dribble, drive, kick to Avery who hits the go-ahead mid-range jumper. 19-18 Freemans. Look like they're trying to take this game. Then after a few passes in the front court. The ball gets to Kavon, who is for whatever reason outside the three-point line. She can't really shoot. 
but she heaves a deep three and makes it anyway. It is twelve. It is twenty to nineteen, Pew family. So then, me and Austin pressure the ball. We trap Avery at the three-point line. She finds Gavin somehow, who swings it to a wide-open Drake, who drills the shot for a game winner, twenty-one twenty. Freeman's they win it. No win by two. Ain't nobody got time for that. And they got this round. But that was such a good game. We're going to have to rematch soon. But they got us. We took that out. In New Bern. That's a shame. That's where a lot of the P family is. In New Bern, North Carolina. So it's pretty much a home <laughs> home court advantage. So we lost at home. Shame. But the Freemans got it 21-20. And that's the hypothetical game of the episode. And the end of the episode. And you already know. GoatLevelTees.com for all things goat level. Eventually, I'll get out of the funk and really promote this brand and get more people to listen to the show and get more guests on the show. You, you know, eventually. But for now, it is what it is. Those of you that rock with the show, thank you. But for now, you already know that I'm out. Peace. And the bird is the word and you gotta respect it also the wizards are a team full of traffic cones i'm out (laughs) thanks for listening to another episode of the goat level podcast make sure you share subscribe and get money